Spirit of God, we bless your name. We honor your Lord in the name of Jesus. Have your way this afternoon in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. James chapter number 4, verse 6. Now let's get into the word of the Lord. James chapter number 4. I want to read from the verse number 6 to 17. I will be quick with this, so please let's do it. We want to learn something. Grace. 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 James chapter number 4. God bless you, man of God. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resist the proud, but giveth mine. Ah. But giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. You have, not, you have not finished. Push it. Push it. Ah, yeah, bad, bad. I feel no more copy about it. I mean, can you free Follow me, you understand the word of the Lord. Verse 9. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your, let your laughter be turned to mourning. And your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. And he shall lift you up. Speak not evil of one another brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother. And judge his brother. Speaketh evil of the law. And judge the law. But if thou judge the law. Thou art not a doer of the law. But a judge. There is one lawgiver Who is able to save and to destroy who art thou that judges a brother? Who made you a judge over your brother? Go to now. He that say tomorrow or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanished away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Verse 17. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Hallelujah. I'm going to take my time and explain this scripture by the grace of the Lord and by the leadings of the Lord. So take your time and follow the spirit of the Lord and let's see how he will bless us this afternoon. Oh, hallelujah. So the beginning statement of James chapter number four, the four verse number six, he said he gives more grace. He gives more grace. Or simply means that it is not just grace but more there is enough grace to satisfy each and everybody there is enough grace to to assist us on every level and every stage we get in life there is enough grace but there is a way to walk there is a way to behave there is a how to go about things. 
Grace is a gift. Yes, it is true. Yes, it is true. But why is he giving more grace to the humble? And resisting the proud. My question is, is it not the proud that needs the grace so that they can change? If grace is unmerited favor, why is it not given to the proud instead but to the humble? Have you asked yourself that question? Because our definition for grace is grace is unmerited favor. Okay, it is true. And unmerited favor means that something you don't deserve but you have been given. Then why is it not given to the proud but rather the humble? Sometimes when we are studying the Bible, let's, let's ask ourselves questions. Why is grace not given to the proud but the humble? If it is unmerited, I don't qualify and he has decided to bless me with it. Then why is it not given to the proud? Why is it not given to the man that is full of pride but rather it is looking for the man that is humble to give to him more? Why? This is the question I'll be asking myself. Why? If the thing is for merited favor, then why is it not looking for sinners? Why is it not looking for people that have decided to lift their spirits, lift their heart? Why is it looking for people that are rather humble? The answer is very simple. The proud doesn't need God, but the humble does. Grace is given to men that, that have acknowledged God and acknowledged their weakness. So anyone that has not acknowledged his or her weakness and has decided to, 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 to be in need of God cannot be graced. I don't know if somebody is following me. The one that is proud, he doesn't need God. He's full of himself. A man that is proud is full of himself. He doesn't need God. If you don't need God, it simply means you don't need grace. Because grace is divine enablement. It's divine empowerment. Grace is God's ability in man's inability. So if you don't need God, it means you don't need grace. And that is why grace is not given to the proud. Are we together? I'll give you the permission. If you want to ask any question, please do it. If you don't need God, you, do you need grace? If you don't need God, you can't acknowledge his, his lordship. You don't even know your weakness. You don't even know you are weak. How can you get grace? Sir, at every point in time in this life, God gives us more grace. So far as we continue to be in need of him. So far as we continue to rely on him. So far as we continue to be connected to him. So far as we continue to be dependent on him. He will give us more grace. Because he knows that every stage a man gets to. There is a grace that can carry that man through. So I won't rely on yesterday's grace because maybe today's level is different. Sir, the grace of Archbishop Duncan William is different from my grace. 
Though it was one, one, one grace that saved us. <laughs> but after the grace saved us, there are kinds of grace. Come on, my grandma never said kinds of graces. After we are all being saved, we launch ourselves in different levels. And dependent on your level, that is the grace the Lord gives you. Do you know the demons he can shut? Is it not the same God that lives in us? Is it not the, the, the same spirit that lives in us? But there are kinds of grace. There are certain things that he can, there are, and I can't. There are certain things he can stand. I can't stand. Do you know the battles he has fought? So if, if I grow, I, I, I just landed and I feel I am able to preach. And so, oh Lord, make me like Duncan Williams. Do you know what he has been through? Even if your dog dies, you don't even go to church, your dog. Even if your dog dies, you don't go to church. Somebody has lost sons and daughters. He's still preaching. You want to match up with his grace? Excuse me, sir. It doesn't work like that. Let me quickly launch you into, into four kinds of grace. And then let me push. Number one. If you want to know the four kinds of grace we have. Number one. The number one is saving grace. Somebody should open to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 10. Saving grace. There is a grace that saves all of us. It brought us from the power of darkness. The avenue of darkness. Into his light. Into his illumination. Into himself. Saving grace. He saved the murderer. He saved the rapist. He saved the drunkard. Saving grace. He saved the adulterer. He saved the idol worshiper. For by grace are we saved through faith and not that of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we his workmanship created in Christ come on created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God have before ordained that we should walk in them let me take the verse number the verse number 8 for by grace ye are saved through faith there is a saving grace that brought me into Christ that brought you also into Christ no matter the dungeon you found yourself or you, you, you used to be. No matter the positions you used to be in life. It was a certain grace called the saving grace. That entered into that avenue. Entered into that place. Entered into that business you used to have. That brought you from that place. And has brought you and I together. In Christ. It is that same grace that has made us workmanship. For we are his workmanship. It is the saving grace of the Lord. Saving grace. And we have all become one. That is why church is, is, is a gathering of the called out ones. When we say church, it is the gathering of the called out ones. The Christian Lord has called us from quarters and areas of this world. And he has brought us together. When we come together, let us say, 
as, as we are praising God and we are dancing, some of us used to be thieves. Some of us used to be arm robbers, rapists. God saves. We have all manner of sinful persons. But we have been saved by the grace. True faith. If not for the grace of God, maybe I wouldn't have gotten the chance to, to worship with you, to serve with you in the same place. Because maybe I, I am a son of, 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 of an idol worshiper. Maybe I used to have juju around my waist. How can I be in the same place with you? But for the grace of God, that is His saving grace. Saving grace. I don't want to keep long here. Number two, sanctifying grace. Grace that sanctified us of every sin. Sanctifying grace. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Sanctifying grace. I'm talking about four kinds of grace. I'm, when I'm done, I'm going to launch into some deep things before we leave. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Hello, Shadabaya. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Take your time and study something. And God. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That He always having all sufficiency. Sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. He is able to make all grace abound unto you. After He called us. From our various past. With his hand of grace. He brought us into, into him. And now he is able to make all grace abound unto us. Why? To sanctify us. So that we that were used to be called. We that were having those names. Uh, witch. Uh, wizard. Uh, occultist. When the saving grace brings you into Christ. And the sanctifying grace abound for you and I. Those names will not be called again. It will not be used again. We shall be called the sons of the Holy One. The sons of the Holy One. The son of the Holy One. The sons of the Holy One. Why? Because of the sanctifying grace. So today you can't call me as a drunkard anymore. Even if I used to be a hookup worker. Because of the grace of God. You can't see me and call me, hey, welcome hookup. Never. My name has changed. Because the grace located me. Brought me from wherever I used to be. Sanctified me. Made me pure. And now I can stand to even hold the microphone and speak to people. That is the sanctifying grace of the Lord. And after you are sanctified, there is a grace that sustains you. We call it the sustaining grace. We call it what? The sustaining grace. Second Corinthians chapter number 9. Let's go there. The sustaining grace. Second Corinthians chapter number 12. Sorry. The verse number 8 to 9. Let me read it sharp. 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 8. The Bible says that for this thing I besought the Lord Christ, that it might depart from me. 
And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient. He did. Last time when I talked about grace, I, I quoted the scripture so you know it already. That there was something going on in the life of Paul. That he went to the Lord three times. Just to speak to the Lord. That the Lord should take that tongue from his flesh. Something was worrying him. Something was making him feel that he was human. So he went to the Lord three times. And the Lord said, My grace is sufficient unto thee. Paul, I have given you a grace that will sustain you no matter, no matter what you go through. And it is that sustaining grace I am praying for you. Sir, some of us, we have even come this far because of the sustaining grace. If not, we would have come back. Because some of us, the messages we received before crossing over from the camp of the enemy to the camp of the Lord. When we came into the Lord, we have seen that it's a different message. Everything will make sense. But when we came, now we are telling us to be patient. We are telling us to <laughs> we are telling us to be patient. We are telling us to have long suffering. We are telling us to, to be <laughs> When you are standing afar, you feel immediately you enter. That's all. Immediately you cross carpet. That's all. And immediately you cross carpet and you come. And, and you begin to read, you read scripture. That is where you will get to know that hey, he does his things in his own time. That is where you get to know that the Lord most high we serve. You need to be patient before you can walk with him. And if you can go through all these things, you need his sustaining grace. If not, you will give up so easily, but for the sustaining grace. And the last kind of grace that the Lord wants us to know is in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28. It is called the serving grace. This is where there are differences. It is called the serving grace. Let's read scripture. Are we still together? I believe some, some are right. So let me not worry you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. Whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Without the grace of God, it will be difficult for you and I to serve God reverently, to serve God acceptably, and to serve God godly. Sir, it is not easy to fear God. You can't say, when you hear things like this, you feel that, oh, it is easy to fear God. It takes grace. It takes grace to serve God reverently. Because if, if it is not the grace of God, sir, you will get to a place where you will think that your mother, your father, your pastor is not there. And so you are free to do whatever you want to do. So it is the Lord that gives us grace to even serve him. You can't serve God with your strength. You can't serve God thinking that I am living the right way. I am doing this. And you can't serve him without the grace of God. Without the serving grace of the Lord, you can't please him. It is not easy to please God. Take it from me. But with grace, it is the easiest. 
So God in his infinite wisdom knows that there are certain things. You, it is not easy to even keep the law. The reason why people were trespassing was that they thought they could, they could follow the law. They could be obedient to the law with their own strength and with their own intelligence. But so far as they kept on obeying the law with their own intelligence and with their own strength, they were still faulty. They were still sinning. The power to overcome sin is grace. Grace is not an antidote for sin. You know, an antidote to keep on sinning. If the Lord doesn't help you with his grace, you can't please him. You think it is easy? You want to pay school fees, you are not getting money. And all of a sudden, a certain married man appears in your life and he tells you, I can give you 50,000 CDs a month. And you are looking at the amount. Katalia Saba. You are looking at the amount on the table. And you are thinking about fearing God. You are looking about the amount on the table. And you are thinking about reverencing God. You are looking at about the amount on the table. And you are thinking about pleasing God. You think it's easy? It takes the grace of God. 50,000 a month. Some are even taking more than that. But it takes the grace. Tell yourself you can't. And let the grace of the Lord take over. Acknowledge you were, you were a weak being. But by the strength of the Lord, we can overcome every turn. Hallelujah. So let's rely on the grace of God. And when it comes to this, the serving grace, it is different. Difference how I can serve and how you can serve. Because there are levels of service. That is why the Bible says that the more you keep on being humble, the Lord gives you more grace. It's not when you become proud. Sometimes I sit down quietly and I look at men of God and their subordinates. Men of God and the guys serving them. You see that the guys serving the great men of God are more proud than the man of God. You, you see the man of God very humble. But those guys that are holding the man of God, the, the man of God's Bible. Hey! 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 Those guys that you must see them before you see the man of God. As if they have reached heaven. when the Lord release his address into your hands that through you we can see him man will die that is pride that is pride at work when man gets in a position he lifts his soldiers his, his, his shoulders when a man gets in a position so when it comes to service we need to go down and down and down and down for the Lord to also bless us with more grace and grace and grace and grace. And that is what the Lord is saying that he resists the proud. If you think you can do it by your strength, he will resist you. And something that will help you for the road, you will not receive it. I know men that started so well, but when they, be, they started to be proud, they are being resisted now. Woe unto any man that the Lord resists. Let man resist you and let God approve you. It's better than God resisting you and man approving you. Now, even if God resists you, who is man to approve you and for others to accept you? It is deadly to be, to be, to, 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 it is deadly. When the Lord resists you, sir, the other day I told, I told, I, I think I was preaching like this and I said something. I told you that it is better for you to humble yourself 
can God to humble you? It's too dangerous. Humble yourself. Learn how to humble yourself. Learn how to go down. Then, then get to a stage where the Lord humbles you. Nebuchadnezzar, go and ask him his story. He will give you a 556 page written book for you to read about the dangers of pride. If you sit down for life to humble you, learn to be humble. The little thing that has come into your hand does not mean you are mightier than God. Learn to humble yourself. When you say things like that, the church thinks that uh, he wants to insult us. Me, insult you. I, I shy you. Bro. Let me tell you, if I meet you, I can't even talk. I am a shy person. Learn to humble yourself. Learn. Learn to humble yourself. Don't give chance for God to humble you or life to humble you. When life humbles you, you become a mockery. You didn't hear me. Eh? When life humbles you, you become a mockery of your true self. When God humbles you in ministry, sir, people will see you and never know you existed. Don't let God humble you. Do all that you can to be humbled by yourself. Humble yourself. Today's generation is too proud. Do you think that what brought somebody from heaven to earth can take you from earth to heaven? Do you think that somebody was beautifully in heaven and this thing I'm talking about brought you from heaven to earth? And you think that it can take you from earth to heaven. The reason why it brought him from heaven to earth is that pride is a burden. It's too heavy. You can't fly with pride. You will hit the ground. Take this wisdom. You can't fly higher because pride is a burden. Pride will make you feel that you know everything yet you are empty. Pride will make you think that you know everything yet you are empty. Pride will make you think that you have everything yet you, know you are empty. Pride will make you think that you are the most beautiful yet you are the most ugliest. Pride will make you think that you can preach yet you are making noise. I'm the best preacher. Why are you treating me this way? When I came to the program, you didn't give me a hotel. I, 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 why have you taken uh, uh, so much time? And, and, uh, and you, have, you have just given me 30 minutes. You know the, 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 you know my capacity. You know what I carry. Hey. Hey. Mercy Lord. Next time, don't invite, don't, don't invite me to this program. I, I never knew that you don't have, a, you don't have a, 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 a capacity up to 100 people. I don't preach at places where they are, they are less than 100 people. Hey! Go, go, go. Now, when did you come? When did you learn to preach to 100 people? Ah, so, you, you, your church is in, 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 in a classroom and you invited me. 
heart, so you didn't sigh. Hey, but you were even in the loo and you invited Jesus. You invited the Holy Spirit when you were in the loo. Shame on you. In the loo, you prayed that the Spirit should take over your life. In the loo, you were not shy to call the, the Spirit of God to come into the loo. Private, taller, baby, aha. Montessori for India. The Louis for the Montessori. You are there, you, were, you prayed, and the Lord heard you. Somebody called you to minister in a classroom. You are angry because you feel you are greater than a classroom. Pride is a burden. And you are about to ask him about the loo. I told you. He's my brother. He is LA and I'm Amy. Forgetting that he used to preach to two people before he was. I'm telling you, mommy. And these people, if they should tell you, these are men that have forgotten their past. They have forgotten where they are even coming from. They have forgotten where. When I started talking, I was speaking to two people, my wife and Apostle uh, Comforter. Uh, 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 we were two, and Apostle Comforter's wife. We were four. Then one lady came to join. We became five. We prayed for like a month. Nobody joined us. And today I have come online and I have 43 people. And I go on somebody's pod, pod bean and they are 15 and I am angry. Hey! I go on somebody's pod bean and they are 12 and I am angry. And because of that, there are some of us, even our messages, they change. Our messages. I know some people when they go to certain churches and what they expect, they don't see, they change their message. As if they are the originators of the message. As if they are the originators of sermons. May the Lord have mercy on us. Pride is a burden. Will I finish this sermon today? I will. By God's grace. So serving grace is of different levels. And I always say this, and I want to say it today too, for the benefit of those that have not heard it. Pride is the only thing that can enter into a room unnoticed. It can enter into a church unnoticed. It can enter into a marriage unnoticed. It can enter into a, 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 a company unnoticed. You won't see it. You won't see it. You won't see it. It can enter into a place. You won't see it. Two beautiful couples. It can just come between them. Nobody will identify it until they begin to slap themselves. They slap each other. Then you realize that something has come. Sir, pride is a burden. And the Lord has not yet. The Lord has no time to spend with proud people. Now the proud men, they are the ones that are looking for accreditations. So nobody wants to get closer to you. So today, you are the one calling for people. Scripture says, in the days of his power, the people shall be willing. 
let's humble ourselves it's a plea unto every soul that the 44 people on, on this platform my name is brother Enoch let's all be humble it doesn't take your beauty away it doesn't take your capacity away it doesn't make you a fool brother Enoch don't change my name mommy if not we will fight it doesn't change anything from you but there is a thin line between humility and timidity some people are timid they are not humble they are afraid to take on tasks they are timid they are not humble and such people when you see them they are always shaking and they are always going on their knees it is not humility they are afraid to stand before people it is not humility humility is power Jesus in all his 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 humbleness in all his humility was able to stand before kings he stood before thousands of people to minister somebody is not taking up a preaching appointment because he's, he's giving exam, he's giving an excuse eh, the, 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 the pulpit that uh, my, my, my spiritual father has stood on I don't want to stand on if not it will look like I'm, the, I'm like him Timidity at work if the Lord has appointed you to preach you say your spiritual father yes you'll be hiding it's pride I cannot, I cannot breathe. Hey, the Lord is telling you to go and minister. You said your spiritual father has climbed the, the stage, so you won't go. The presence of, the, of your spiritual father and the presence of the Lord, which one are you going to obey? Come and beat me. You are hiding from an assignment. It is not humility, it is pride. Go and ask Uncle, Uncle Jonah. He will give you 634 pages book. <laughs> when you read, you find out. Hiding is pride. Hiding. Those that are humble, they are ready to undertake what the Lord says. They are not timid. They are not afraid of faces. Hiding or be spiritual to understand my hiding. There are some of us, it is the Lord that that has kept us in in the hidden. I'm talking about somebody the Lord has given you an order. And you are saying that. And because because of how the order looks like, you feel that where the Lord is ordering you to go, you are afraid of the people's faces. And so you hide yourself. It's not it's not humility. It's timidity. It's also pride. Humility is power. Humility is courage. Sir, when the spirit of the Lord came upon Peter and Co. Before the spirit came, did you hear Peter preaching to people? Though there was a prophecy over his life that the Lord said, I will make you faces of men. He didn't begin that, that assignment because the spirit 
that is humility the spirit that 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 gives men courage had not come upon them but the bible says that when the spirit of god after the pentecost had come they received boldness to stand before people to minister five thousand three thousand and a lot of people were won unto christ so check yourself are you hiding from an assignment you have heard it so clear the spirit of the lord is telling you do this my daughter do this for me my son i am sending you to this place to minister my word and you are telling yourself i won't go because i am afraid of the people there you are in line with the man called jonah don't say it's humility it's timidity it's pride the lord gives more grace listen and this is why the lord gives grace because the people there, you are already shy of them. You are already afraid of them. You put aside your strength. Put aside your ability. And take up the ability of the Lord. That is the grace of God. And when you stand to serve, it is the serving grace of the Lord that begins. And that grace is the grace of empowerment. Sir. When that grace comes upon your life, until you finish the assignment, you don't shy anybody. You are not afraid to speak the truth to power. You are not afraid. You speak the truth out of witness. Do you know the number of people Paul stood before? Sometimes caught. Caught. They took him to court. He stood before knowledgeable men. And they questioned him. But because the spirit of the Lord was upon his life. Sir, he, he, he could preach like that. He could defend like that. He could defend the gospel like that. He was not timid. Some of our children, they are timid. They are not humble. Watch out. If they get the chance, they will blow up. Humility. He hasn't gotten the opportunity. When he gets the opportunity, he will show you where, where power lies. <laughs> Those people that are hiding, hiding, hiding themselves, they are looking for opportunity to blow up. Don't give them. Are we still together? Sir, the grace of God is always available. Rely on it. The grace of God is always adequate. Rely on it. Tell you. So the scripture is telling us that Anytime that the Lord gives you grace, he tells you that come back for more if you need some. My humble daughter, come back for more grace if you need some because he gives more grace. Come back for more. If you get to a point where you feel you are tired, come back for more. Don't rely on the grace of yesterday. Come back for more. When you get to a place where you feel that, come back for more grace because I will always be there to supply you more grace. So far as you continue to be humble unto me. Hallelujah. The Lord God we serve has unlimited stores of grace. Unlimited stores. The grace in it has, it has no limit. Unlimited. Unlimited. He said come back for more. I gave you money. You have gone. The money is finished. Don't try to to manipulate things. 
come back to I, the Lord, come back to me and let me give you another money so that you can carry on the assignment. I am the one that have sent you on assignment. If you get to a point where you feel that you are tired, come back to me. I will give you more. So far as you continue to humble yourself, I have unlimited grace. I will give you more. I'm never tired of those that rely on me. I don't get tired. Is there anybody here with, with headache issue? I don't know why my head is aching me like that. Who is that? Maybe my, my head is aching me. I think the Lord is telling me something. It's you. Let me pray for you. Spirit of God, you review to redeem. <laughs> Do it. Hey, headache, hear the voice of the Lord. This is not a temple of the devil. This is the temple of the Lord. You have no place here. Come on. Get out in the name of Jesus. Get out in the name of Jesus. And let help be restored. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, I'm okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's push. Check yourself, please. So the Lord is having enough grace. Adequate grace. For you and I. So we don't. Don't manipulate things. When you feel you are tired. Go back to him. Don't rely on your own understanding. Have a continuous and a constant reliance. On the Lord most high. He's never tired of us. And he can never be tired of you. Hallelujah. May he give you more grace for your journey. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said may he give you more grace for your journey. I speak to every soul on this platform. That whatever level you have gotten in this life. May the Lord give you more grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. May he provide unto you. More grace to serve. In the name of Jesus. In every avenue you find yourself in the act of service. May the Lord give you more grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. And by that grace. May you be lifted may, by that grace. May you excel by that grace. May you be exalted by that grace. May you go far in the mighty name of Jesus. May no battle be too strong for you to fight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So let me tell you some few things that I live. How do I experience this grace every day? Is there a way to live? Is there something I have to do? Grace is free, it is true. But from the scripture we started reading, you will see some few things there. Conduct yourself in some, some way. And let's, let me, let, let's go to that scripture again. And let me tell you something. James chapter number 4. Are we still together? Are we learning something? I'm about to close. The Lord is mighty. But he giveth more grace wherefore he saith. God resisted the proud and gives more grace to the humble. He drew a note in verse 10. I say, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. There is something you must do. Keep on humbling yourself. Humble yourself. This one 
it's not Pastor Enoch that is going to do for you. Make sure that you have a daily check of your life to remain humble. You can ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide. At any time, I feel, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm lifting my shoulders. Holy Spirit, bring it to my knowledge. So I can check the way you talk. Compare the way you used to talk yesterday when you had nothing and the way you used to talk today because you have abundance. You will see whether you have lifted your shoulders or not. Check the way you used to walk with men when you had nothing. And check. When you used to sleep on empty stomach, check the way you used to talk. Check the way you used to handle men, handle men. And check today. When you are able to buy your own food at your own time, check the way you talk to men. And check the way you, 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 you do your things. It can, it can give you a proof whether you have changed or not. Check the way you talk. Christianity is not going to church and coming home and sleeping, going to church, coming home and sleeping. There is something to do. Check yourself. How can I experience each day? How can I? How can I experience grace in each day? Number one, get down off your pedestal. The way you have taken control of the entire affair of your life. There are some of us. We have taken control of every quarter of our life. The Spirit of the Lord is doing nothing. God is doing nothing. And that is the natural nature of man. The, the old Adamic nature, that is how it is. Are we together? So if you read the verse 9, can you post the verse 9 for me? And let me add the scripture to it. Verse 9. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Let me go to Matthew chapter 5 verse 4. I'm about to close. Mama says, so please, you welcome. Matthew chapter 5 verse 4. This is scripture. The Bible says, that Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. The way you are doing everything yourself to be happy. Check it. Check it. You are too much in control of your life. Paul was the least. Yet anytime he speaks, he said, Not I. Yet not I. Yet not I. He got down off with the pedestal. Not I, not I, not I, not I, but God, not I, but grace, not I, but God, not I, but grace. Not I, but grace, not I, but God. Because if grace should leave me, I can't do anything for myself. Get off it. Get off 
the stage trying to let people know that you are the one doing everything. Get off it. Stop taking on the glory. It is pride that makes men do that. And this man kept on going down and down and down and down and down each and every time. He had every right to lift himself because he had everything as a disciple. Yet, the more people said something, even he was the one that taught Peter. What are you telling me? Didn't he come and meet Peter? If this should, if, if this should be in our days, I'll be other pastors we've been talking about. And because of that, people we must learn from, we are competing with because of pride. You cannot humble yourself to learn from, to learn from people that, that know something you don't know. Because you feel you are greater than them. So people we must learn from, we are competing with them. Sir, the fact that she no experience, anytime you come as Pastor Enoch, does not mean that I am Dog Borrow here. I have mighty preachers. Including yourself. And your opportunity is an opportunity I have gotten. It is a platform I have gotten. There are better preachers. There are better singers. There are better drummers. There are better, there are better prophets. It is an opportunity I have gotten. The only difference between you and I. Is that I am the one with the mic. Should I put the, hand, the mic in your hands? The whole world will know. That there is Christ in you. I have only gotten an opportunity. Making noise from 12 o'clock to this time is an opportunity. And by this opportunity, you begin to see yourself as mighty and As I speak to you, there may be somebody so powerful, so blessed, so mighty on the platform. How would you know? Is an opportunity I've got. I've told you that some time ago we worshipped here and a certain great man and a certain great woman came here. It was until we closed. He came for like two months or so before he revealed himself. When he comes, he doesn't type. There is one man. He doesn't even come here. I think he's in Zimbabwe or South Africa. No, he's in Canada. Sorry. Hey, he's in Canada. He sent me Iro. So be Obi send me Iro or Hanfa. Canada on Canada come on. Okay. I don't know where he got my number. Okay. He called me. What do you mean? I won't say anything. Keep on laughing. I will get you. Not Canada. Eh? Oh, okay. Me, I have not traveled. You know, be this, I will say I've traveled before. I have not traveled. If you laugh at me, you have missed the mark. Because you are not laughing at a travelee. I mean, I'm not a traveler. I'm not a travelee. <laughs> the man called me and said, Man of God, I've been following your audios on Podbean. It has been of a great blessing to my life. And of course, 
I'm standing here with. As I said, so so and so minister, oh, also no. I should pray for him. Now, our problem on our worry and what the Lord says, now I can tell Hey, somebody I have not seen, I've not spoken before, uh, spoken to before. The man picked the phone and uh, bless, bless you, man of God. I said, bless you, daddy. Please pray for me. And listen to the task. Pray for me and tell me what the Lord tells you. Obi and Kabana were praying. I prayed for him. When I finished, I said, The Lord didn't say anything. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I said, The Lord didn't say anything. Oh, really? I said, Yes. Then we said bye to ourselves. And when we said bye, that was when the Lord spoke. I called him the following day. And I told him what the Lord told. Said, said, you are a true man of God. It is true. I'm going through this. And God said, don't talk plenty. The Lord has told me. And once we have prayed, it is that I was there. They sent me heroes. You want me to mention the heroes? So that you come and say, I have spent the money and left you. So is that how the Lord works? You want uh, so you want to take a public account committee, but I bear your accounts. They are showing. Mommy told you to come last Saturday, you didn't come, it is past. Sir, you don't know who is following you and who is watching you. Humble yourself. You don't know who is on, on, on your board being humble yourself. This man called Upper Room had a program with a certain man of God. He's one of the greatest men of God in Ghana. Yet, the man accepted to speak on board being. I was shocked. To be frank, when I saw the man, he, he is a man that I've been with, I, like I've known for years. He's a man I've loved for years. But I have never had an encounter with him one on one. By the grace of God, I was on the same poster with him. And when the time came for me to preach, the Lord preached through me. When the man came and he was preaching, he was giving re uh, references to some of the things I said. Then my question, my, my, what I was saying was, if this man sets caliber with such followers could come on Port B and preach to 25 people, 17 people, then I'm not doing anything. I'm telling you. Get off the pedestal. The pedestals. You look too big for God to use. You look too huge for God to use. You look too intelligent for God to use. You are in control of your life too, too much. Too much. Life is not all about the physicality and what you can do. The spiritual aspect also matters. Number two. How can I continue to enjoy the, the more grace of God? Number two. Put yourself in God's hand. 
What is the verse 7 saying? In James chapter number 6. Put yourself in God's hands. Put yourself. He said, that day I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm telling you. James chapter 4. What is the verse 7 saying? Say, Submit yourself therefore to God. Submit yourself. Put yourself in God's hands. Remain under his spirit. Under his leading. Don't lead God. Let God lead you. If you want to enjoy more grace, submit yourself. Submit yourself under authority. Now, today's generation doesn't want to submit under authority. Submit yourself. And after saying that, let me tell you, submitting yourself to your pastor is not submitting yourself to God. Come and beat me, but I'm telling you the truth. Because there are most of us, we have submitted to men of God. We are not afraid of God. Forget it. Until you submit to God. If you feel submitting to your man of God is, is the right thing, forget it. Because I'm yourself, I'm telling you the truth. It is hour of truth. So permit me, I will do it. If you feel that is, that is okay for you, then let me tell you this. If your wife refuses to, refuses to submit to you and submits to your pastor, will you be okay? Your wife is fighting in the house. When he sees the man of God, she's lying prostrate. When you see it, will you be okay? That is how most of us we are doing. Submit to God totally. Submitting to man is not submitting to God. It is submitting to God first. Any, any man that is not led by God, any man that does not submit to God, if you're a woman, don't submit to him. <laughs> you want to get married to a man, the man is not submissive to God. Don't submit to him. <laughs> it is not scriptural. Aha, uh-huh, Mama Nora. Let me if I don't explain, Mama will beat me. <laughs> let me explain before Mama Nora beats me. You see the eyes she brought. Uh-huh. Let me explain. The truth is that Christ is the head. Okay, let me go to scripture. God is the head. Christ submits to God. And the man is supposed to submit to Christ. Because Christ is the head of the church. After that, the woman is supposed to submit to the man. In submitting to, the, uh, submitting to the man, it is just like submitting to God because a hierarchy is a, is, is, is a hierarchy. So God, Jesus, the man of the house, the wife, if the man of the house is not submitting to God, it will make your submission to the man difficult to submit to God. It is not marriage. However you draw from this, Call me, let me talk to you. We will talk about it. Let's push. So put yourself in God's hands. A man that is led by God will always will be able to lead the family. If a man is not led by God, he can't lead the family. Forget it. It's just that somebody that has not submitted an authority that wants to lead. 
A man that cannot submit under authority. If that man leads, you know where they will get to. These things I'm saying there, it will bring fight. So let me be. <laughs> the Bible says that humble yourself before the Lord, submit yourself. Put yourself in God's hands. That's the verse number seven. In the same verse number seven, it brings out my third point. Stand up to the devil. Stand up to the devil. Stand up to the devil. That is the verse number seven. So resist the devil and he shall flee. Most of us, we are afraid. But we feel that the devil is powerful than the Lord that lives in us. What scripture says that he that lives in us is greater than he that lives in the world. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. The devil is always on the warpath. Boom. And one thing he does is that he always wants us to doubt God. And he wants us to question his love and his purpose for our lives. And any time that you enter into the realms of suffering, the devil always wants us to be bitter so that we can stop doing the will of God. Stand up to the devil. Yesterday I told you that the battle of this life is won by it is written. Therefore you must know God's word. So if you truly understood what I said yesterday, then today you can continue and get this. No matter the, 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 the season you find yourself, if it is a season of, uh, of, of suffering, don't get bitter. The devil will do all that he can to make sure that you are bitter. Don't allow. Stand up to the devil. There are some times you must stand up in your room and command the devil out of your room. Command the devil out of your marriage. Command the devil out of your life. Command the devil out of any situation he has placed you. Resist him. Resist his works. And any time you stand to do this, the Lord gives you more grace. He gives you grace to stand face to face with him. The devil enters into your family and scatters your family and you have kept quiet. Yet you said you have humbled yourself before the Lord. After humbling yourself before the Lord, there is something you've got to do yourself. It is to stand up to the devil. It is to resist him. Resist his works. Let his works become nothing. Resist him and resist his works. And let him get out of your house. Get out of your life. May the Lord give us grace. May the Lord give us grace. The grace to resist. Something is going on in your life for far, far too long and you have kept quiet also for far too long. Sometimes you must stand on your feet and command the presence of darkness out of your life, out of your house and out of your education, out of, a, out of your marriage. You can start, devil, get out of my house. This house does not belong to you. I resist your works. I resist every attempt of yours. To, to make me suffer in this marriage I resist every attempt of yours to make me look useless in this world I resist that attempt resist the devil and the Bible says that you he shall flee it is the Lord that gives grace when he gives you more grace you don't just receive the grace and be quiet sir. are we together resist him resist him Tell him you have no place here. Devil, you have no place here. Devil, you have no place here. Resist him. Resist him. Resist him. And tell him that get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee 
thee behind my husband, Satan. Get thee behind my children, Satan. Get thee behind my career, Satan. Get thee behind my education, Satan. Resist him. Get thee behind my progress. Devil. In the mighty name of Jesus. You have no place. Get out. It gives more grace. And the grace is able to make us bold to stand. My time is up. My time is up.